Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Sam Pets Radio. Australia's coolest. Podcast Network. There's only three things I know on this bitch of an earth. The PS5 is big. The McRib is back. And you're listening to Hey Fam. Let me clear my throat. What's that one? You know that one? Well, DJ, I'm not sure DJ if you cool. Uh, it's not ringing any bells. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Do you like when people like fake cough on a song as opposed to like an accidental cough? I mean, as a permanent cougher. Yeah, yeah. I guess that's a really no, normalize question. it. People should just be used to. It. I mean, in, on a track especially, because then I can like I can time my coughs. Yeah, I, for when the song yeah, is yeah, coughing. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And you can also like ex- you could um accentuate your cough like. Pretend yeah, you're yeah, miming oh. along when really you're just like getting clearing out those airways. He's getting really into this song. Yeah, he's like, man, this guy's good. I'm trying to think of songs where there's coughing. I mean, there's obviously like one one thing. This is kind of unrelated, but I love in stunt on my daddy when you hear little Wayne like take a bite of a chocolate bar. <laughs> and he's like, <laughs> and it, because the lyric before it was about like eating something, but you yeah, hear yeah. that like candy bar rapper <laughs> take a bite, but then say the next line with it in his mouth. Um, Steve Lacey, first song on that new album that's oh, yeah. smoking made yeah, yeah. me. <coughs> but I wonder that, that this is what I'm getting back to. Is this a fake cough or a real cough? Uh, yeah, he, he who def- was in the studio? He's, what a, was he he's, cooking? he's a method singer. Yeah, yeah. I mean, maybe he coughed, and then they went back and changed the line. Great album, great guy, dude. I've been mainlining that uh, new little Yachty album. It's amazing. It's so cool. I, it's, I, when I heard it was like, oh. If you told me five years ago, hey, in the future, little Yachty's releasing, he's, he's like fourth or fifth album is going to be like a prog psych album. <laughs> I would have been like, yeah, right. Next, you're going to tell me he's got a remix of Tame Impala uh, the year before just to warm people up to it. And then that would go absolutely cheap. <laughs> uh, it's insane. So that first song is exactly what I thought the album was going to be. Like, mm. I don't think the first song is very good. It just sounds it's like... It's like a palate cleanser, I think, from his last project. You know what I mean? It's yeah, well, like it, just, a, it just sounds like a prog rock band playing and with him just kind of warbling over the top of it. Yeah, he's not but really... The, and the second song is so hot. Second song's great. Who, is that Sway Lee on there with him or... No, uh, it's not Sway Lee. He, uh, the list that, of features Is Val Kilmer? Uh, yeah, Val Kilmer on that. No, who's on that? Who are we talking to? Uh... I'm not, I'm not, look, I guess also, I re- greatest album out of the year so far. You love it? I, I think it's great. What do you think? It's fine. But uh, the, the songs itself, I was not expecting it to be as, as no excellent was. I don't as think anyone is. was. I haven't really loved a song of his since um, 
like one of his very early mixtapes, he had a song called Just Keep Swimming. Oh yeah, that was great. That, that mixtape, is that Little Boat, the one where he's in the water? Yeah, well, that, that song was like a conversation between him and Little Boat. Yeah, yeah. that's a great, that, that mixtape was the last thing I really heard of his. Because then his debut album came out after Teenage uh, Dream, of course, I think then, then there's Broccoli with um, yeah, Dram. Yeah, like Broccoli with Dram. Was, like, yeah. That was a huge song. But his, his main, his first debut like studio album, we're being like big disappointment. A lot of people are like, this is going to be crazy. Little Yachty's really... You know, different. He's whatever, but it came out and it was like, ah, uh, um, it is. Oh shit! I don't know. There's just some people on there, <laughs> some fellas. But yeah, it's a it's a, it's a real it's a real cool weird album. Unless your pitchfork have described it as a highly manicured, expensive blend of Tame Impala style psych rock, A24 synth pop. That's such a wanky phrase, and loungy R and B. A sound so immediately appealing, it doesn't feel experimental at all. I mean, I don't think it's experimental. I feel like it's just him kind of just working out like other cool genres that his voice can sound cool. I think on. it's like, I think the best thing about it is it's a guy who could have been pigeonholed as a you know African American SoundCloud rapper, and he's like, I like this music too, and I'm gonna, I am one, I am, I was a, you know, I am a African American <laughs> SoundCloud rapper in my early days, but now I'm, I really like this music, so I'm gonna, I want to do an but album like, like that, despite what like what people's preconceived notions should tell me. But prog rock has a black history too. Just like, Oh, hundred percent. And like, I feel like the last time a rapper did, suddenly did a prog psych album was Childish Gambino, Childish Gambino, Awaken My Love, which was very like funkadelic, but I feel like he didn't really sound like him on that. Whereas no, it, I love well, that. This, this is just Yachty. He brought his like weird wobbly autotune. So vocals. I can never buy a Childish Gambino as like a musician because he's such a good actor. I find that he's really good at acting like other musicians when singing, like, sure. and, and then the imitation kicks in. Whereas, is Yodi, you can tell he's out of his like you know he's not he's not he's not going to like uh the conservatorium for singing or something like that but he's like giving it a hot damn shot and it sounds like him yeah for sure great album really fun yeah yeah first 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 um it album of the year i think yeah everyone's talking about everyone's it. chatting yeah everyone's online they're all talking about little Yodi. what i mean you, you just finished up talking about the music of last year like, now we've got to start about the new year. Yes. Yeah, so what other big songs have taken your, your fancy this year? Uh, I haven't really listened to anything. I've just been listening to podcasts and older music. What about uh, Flowers by Miley Cyrus? Uh, I, I, I've had that. I have had several people tell me it's a good song, but I'm like, I don't. I, I'll wait for it to come across me. Like, sure. I'm, if, if I cross paths. If it hasn't it, yet, I'd be very surprised if it does. I mean, the shit is everywhere. Yeah, but I don't, I don't go everywhere. Where are you going? Well, I mean, for, I got to because I listen to a lot of Miley Cyrus at home. So first of all, that's that's one strike that I don't have. I'm, I'm not listening to any. She has so many good songs. Oh, I'm not I'm not anti Cyrus. Yeah. I mean, I, I do think Wrecking Ball is one of the greatest songs of the 2010s, and yet one of her worst. You think so? Slide Away, probably number one for me. I love. What about? I don't know. Slide Away. Surely you know the one with Mark Ronson. Nothing. Nothing. Yeah, of course I do. That was like two or three. Uh, nothing about broken was heart. Was it burns like a heart? Nothing, nothing breaks like a heart. Nothing breaks like a Obviously, heart. Great song. Amazing. She's got an incredible voice. She does. But she's very um, uh, like fatty in that like. Well, yeah, every- she was. She did a little Yachty album. Yeah, with Flaming Lips before Little Yachty did one. And she did. There was twerking Miley. That was. Yeah. I mean, that, that's what gave us Wrecking Ball. I think. Um, we Can't Stop with Mike Will is the better song oh, from that album. Record Ball is just that great karaoke song too. You know what I mean? It's like transcends generations. I came in like a wrecking ball. It's just got that big chorus where you're like, damn, I should sing along. My friend Leon Smith, who's a strip club DJ, got banned from the strip club that he uh, plays at because uh, on, on his birthday, he got so drunk and played that song twice in a row. That, that 
That shouldn't be... And the strippers hated it. That shouldn't be, like, grounds for firing. <laughs> like, you played a song twice on your birthday. Yeah. Well, I, I played at the stripper with him, and the only rule he told me... Um, don't play Wrecking Ball well, twice. No, usually he'd and be don't like... Cough usually he'd have to say, say, tell like all everyone, like, hey, don't be weird to the strippers, but he knew I'd be fine. And... Uh, but he was like, just don't play the song I'm in love with the stripper by T-Pain because they hate it. Of course they would. Yeah. They'd be like... But it's such a good song. Yeah, but play it anywhere else. Got the body. So you, play the, you play that song in venues where people think they want to go to a strip club. That's true. I think when you get... You can't play it at a strip club. Yeah. Do you know that you song very go, well? I'm in love with the stripper. Uh, I don't know dun, well, but I know dun. it. I'm pretty sure the first thing that T-Pain says on that... Let's have a bet. Does he cough? I think, I think the first thing he says is, damn. <laughs> damn. T-Pain rules. He um is just the best. He's amazing. Okay, ready? What do, you, what, do you, what do you think the first song he says on I'm in Love with a Stripper is? Well, you said damn, so like I, I, you're the expert. Okay. <laughs> God damn, little mama. Close, God damn, close. little mama. Close. Oh man, you know there's a cat lost in my street called Little Mama. Called God damn. Called Little, little mama. mama. And I was got yeah, there's like a sign being like Little Mama is lost and. It was the saddest sign I've read in a while. Do you remember the rapper Little Mama? Yeah, I do. Um, she was at one point famous for a song called Lip Gloss, which is pretty good. My lip yeah. gloss is cool. My lip gloss is popping. What she done a song called G Slide. Well, no, she she destroyed her career in like one of the most embarrassing ways ever. Um, it was when uh, Jay-Z and... Fuck, what's her name? Uh, the girl who does New York with him. Oh, yeah. Alicia Keys. Alicia Keys. They won the Grammy for that song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And when they were performing it at the um uh they were performing it at the Grammys, Little Mama just came out on stage <laughs> and starts like like dancing and like doing moves next to Alicia. She's and, just and, in the moment, and like Jay-Z. just vibing. And um Jay-Z is like like shooting her like, What the fuck are you doing? Looks it's it's like one of the cringiest moments in That's entertainment sick. history. That's awesome. Yeah, it's really, it's really Everybody good Everybody check shit. that out. Yeah, everyone check out Lil Mama. Lil Mama Grammys. Ga- Grammys, Jay-Z. Yeah, it's fucking Almost hilarious. as embarrassing as um that song getting played at the award ceremony. Dude, I hate that song so it's much. It's so dog shit. I love a lot of Alicia Keys songs, a lot of Jay-Z songs. That's got to be like in my be bottom, bottom five songs of all time. It's horrible. I did DJ Day um, like a... World Restaurant Awards. It's like when Metallica uh, did like soft songs on that, like, not metal album. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? It's like that for Jay Z when he's like, yeah, this this is a song for all the parents out there. But he also that was also the album that he did like Forever Young with like any oh got, yeah like, the, like with Luke Sleepy Steel. Jackson and yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah Empire of the Sun. But I DJed at a Restaurant Awards it went, and a new it was like the world all the world's best restaurants come to one city. So for, McDonald's, <laughs> yeah, McDonald's, Sub- KFC, Subway, <laughs> Moss Burger. <laughs> Um, and a, a, a New York restaurant won Best restaurant in the world McDonald's Times Square That's right And uh, I was DJing the after party And all these other um, restaurant All the fucking Australian restaurateurs Were demanding I play New York songs And so I'm, I'm like Yeah of course New York City Cubs 50, 50 Cent Jadakus Like Rough Riders DMX And then they keep going No Play New York Play New York And I'm like I know you just want to hear that one song it's and so I guarantee you the only people in the room that want to hear that song less than I do are the people from New York. Yeah, it's horrible. And then <laughs> so I had to play that and then I had to play fucking um <laughs> New York New York by Frank Sinatra. That's way better. And all the but all the Australians got up on the tables and were like like Neil Perry and Start shit like dancing, like the, the, yeah. yeah like shaking champagne around while all the New Yorkers were just looking at them in horror. Yeah, we suck. Um, that song is so bad 
New York it's New York New York's fine yeah, yeah. by Frank Sinatra that's a great song but uh New York by Jay-Z is terrible I just I just thought about it yeah I'm from there <laughs> he's like just literally that rapping was, about that, like where he lives <laughs> it's but like there's plenty of songs that do that better but yeah that yeah one his whole first album yeah, yeah. is essentially that um reasonable doubt but that I reasonable I, there is no reasonable doubt that that song stinks <laughs> it's responsible that's what I was gonna say for the worst it, it births a like a decade and a half worth of the worst um, Instagram captions of all time. <laughs> Concrete jungle. Yeah, and course. you're just like, fuck off. You're at the top of Rockefeller. Who cares? Like, go away. It stinks. New York. Though I have nothing but respect for Jay-Z's like last decade in which he's done like nothing. <laughs> he like, I love whenever a photo of him with his kids shows up. Yeah. Like, like a basketball game. It's always game like and, really blurry. He's and got he's crazy just, hair. And, but like you can always see like his daughter like just kind of looking at him like in like faux embarrassment. Yeah. She's like, it oh, my dad's Jay-Z. Yeah. But I kind of have nothing but respect for him for like doing nothing except just, like. Just buying art. Making one album about how much art he owns. Yeah. <laughs> And then starring in like really expensive Tiffany commercials and getting like money for it, and uh, doing that like th- that Carter's album. I think that was like an apology to for, for cheating, cheating on Jay Z. <laughs> Sorry for cheating on Beyonce. He's like, yeah, I'll, I'll I'll stand on this album cover with you and let Migos have all the best lines on it. <laughs> that was a weird record. That, was, that seemed like we were the kids, and they put it out to prove that they're still together. None of a- ape shit. Have you ape ever shit. seen a crowd go on ape, ape shit. shit so bad? That album is terrible. Yeah, yeah. How good are terrible albums? And Jay-Z in particular is real bad on it. He's a magnet for terrible albums. That's, yeah, that's. I reckon if you were to rank all Beyonce's projects, that's like down the bottom. It just felt like neither of them doing what they're supposed to be doing and like acquiescing for the other one, but it wasn't working. Yeah. It was so weird. I really hated it. And they have so many good songs together as well. Dude, like, th- Drunk some in of love, the biggest classics of the- Deja Vu. Yeah. yeah. But what is a girlfriend? Ding, 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 ding. Yeah. Ding, ding, ding. Uh, Bonnie, Bonnie Clyde. Clyde that's, that's the one. That's what yeah, Bonnie yeah. Clyde. Yeah. But me and my girlfriend. Yeah. Amazing yeah. song. That's like, yeah, they're incredible. Young B cruising down the highway. And then yeah, that great. ape shit. <laughs> ape shit. Have you ever seen a club going I hope Seth And his Rogan's flow Donkey on that Kong is so weird. Uh, yeah, it's terrible. I hope that uh, Donkey Kong played by Seth Rogen says that in the Super Mario Brothers movie. So we got a new little clip from that. Um, yeah, I, I think Jeff Keighley uh, <laughs> yeah. animated it and, and then put it out. And it made me. I think Jeff like, Keighley's screening Mario at his house before it reaches any cinemas. It was the first time I was like, fuck, I hope this isn't the kind of humor in the movie. So. What happens in it? Well, it's very short and we, and totally out of context of whatever whatever scene it's, it's in. Actually, sure. it's like a trailer that plays before a trailer, isn't it? Yeah, yeah so yeah. it's like basically like Mario appears and he's wearing the cat Mario suit. Yeah. And then Donkey Kong laughs at him. He's like, you're wearing the cat Mario suit. And like just short of Seth Rogen doing the Seth Rogen laugh, <laughs> it, mo- it moves on to the next thing. But I hope like, because the cat Mario suit fucking rules. Yeah, but it looks lame. No Like way. to a gorilla who wears a tie, it looks <laughs> so dumb. Yeah. Also like, I guess, yeah, I'm not defending the movie by any means. But I, I, guess- I just don't want it to be like all this shit that like, there are heaps of like, you know, like at no point... Do you ever go like Mario looks dumb? Well, I think that's what the movie's going to be. I don't want it to be. Of course, that. it is. It's he's illumination. The coolest, he's the coolest guy that ever existed. He's, Angus. he's absolutely not. That's the point of Mario. Yeah, but I think like you know there'll be blocks above him, and there'll be like, oh, fire flower style, like all these things, and he comes back with a cat suit, and it's like, oh, you could have had all those, and okay. you got this. Like you and now, you look like a cute cat. Like but, that's not uh, threatening. Actually, Donkey Kong, you know you can like 
run up walls, for example. It's not going to help you fight a monkey. No, well, you can also scratch. Yeah, but you can't like. It's a pretty good, pretty good power up. It's it's fine. Right, but okay, it's, if it's you're Chris Pratt, Mario, ones. in that situation, which power up are you grabbing? Uh, the power of uh, tolerance. <laughs> Black power. Yeah, he needs to be tolerant uh, to people with different uh, sexual orientations. What's Chris Pratt thinking about The Last of Us? That's what I want to know. So that I've caught up. I watched the the, I watched the first, second, and third episode now. You've done. I watched a third of what you've watched because you've seen Angus saw all of it. Yeah, I haven't watched it yet. Like playing again, second, second to see what it looks like. Um, Big thing. I've never played the uh, the DLC from the first game, Mm. and. Now it's great. The, well, they alluded to something in the second episode. The mall. The mall, and I was like, mm. "Oh my god, that's what happens in the DLC." Mm. And it's it. I didn't. It's basically the DLC for the Last of Us One is. It's is, a prequel. Is, 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 it's Ellie getting bit. It's right? a prequel. It's it's set. Well, it's not a prequel because I guess the start of the Last of Us is a prequel. It's set just before you meet Joel. Yeah. Sure. Okay. Cool. So you know how that's she's like, like I've been bitten I, for like I, two I, or three weeks. Yeah, I, for some reason, I just thought it was just like some random like. No, you play as Ellie. Yeah. You know when it's set? It's set when Joel's really sick. Remember when he gets stabbed or something and Ellie's caring for you in the game? Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, of, of course. Yeah, yeah. So then the DLC, it cuts back to that when you're caring for her. And I think she's like, you know, reminiscing about someone she's lost right. because of Joel. And it's set then. And it's kind of her replaying it. Yeah, cool. I, great, I, got, I got to do DLC. it. It's a couple hours. It's awesome. Do they cover that in full? In yeah. It's one whole episode, essentially. Okay, mad. It's like coming soon. I wonder, it, it, maybe, a, maybe I should play the DLC before that. So maybe, but it, I, just watch it. It's the same. I will. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, like. You literally have to watch it. Yeah, Michael Caine. <laughs> um, three, yeah, three episodes out of what? Eight, I think? No, nine. 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 Yeah, yeah. And one third. Yeah, so you said that the uh, the Bill episode was one of your favorites. Yeah. We, it was the first one for me where I kind of really. Well, well, I really loved the first two and I really liked what they were doing. The third one was like, oh, yeah, this is why it, this is. This is why this exists. If you're doing this really well, in which these showrunners are, and it really like basically proved itself for being its own piece of Last of Us media that wasn't the video game. Yeah. To me, I was like, oh, this is cool. Okay, great. Like, this is such a detour, yet it is so about the themes of what the game's about. So yeah, spoilers for the third episode if you haven't seen it yet, and also the game, I guess. Yeah. But um, I feel like the bet all bets are off in terms of spoiling the game. If you listen to this podcast, it's ten years. Like the story there, is ten years old itself. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. It, and it follows. But I guess the story. people are, are watching it for the first time, so yeah, we don't want to spoil too yeah. much. But yeah, yeah, okay, whatever. We'll talk about. So, in the game, you go you to, like a prepper. Yeah, exactly. You and and Joel has a history with this guy, yeah. and he, he's a guy who's like gruff. He's very standoffish. I can't remember. I feel like it's like an hour of the game you spend with this guy. Yeah, right? it's one of the earliest. I think it's like the first ally you meet before he, you meet. Remember, you meet the like brother and the death. Younger yep. brother, it's before that. Does Bill give you a car? Is that what happens? In- I think something to do with the battery. Yeah, well, the car. in the in the show, it's the battery. Yeah, I, I I remember just driving away from this guy, um, in the in the show. Yeah. Um, not in the show. Sorry, in the in the video. Yeah, I think you're right. Um, anyway, uh, in the in the game. If you like read every note that you come across as you like some go classic through- press triangle to read exactly shit. it. it it comes out that Bill is gay and 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 had, had a huge fight with his partner who like ran away. Exactly. And do we even know if but, his partner's alive or dead? I'm, I can't remember. Or maybe you can just assume. But no one no one discusses his sexuality or his relationship. No, he just with, says like my partner died. Yeah. Yeah. Or um, that was my partner or something like that. 
in the show, we knew that Nick Offerman was playing Bill. Yes, who looks uncannily like the original Bill. Yeah, they they put some some gray hair on him. Yeah, nailed it. Um, but, but they basically did an entire um, episode about Bill, where you see his entire life from day Z, the outbreak. Yeah, yeah um, the day of the outbreak, um, and un- until the the end of his story, the um, current day setting. And it was really powerful, not just because it you know it was a rare instance of of a, of a mainstream show doing a gay romance but for me it really worked because i'm so used to this universe being so fucking miserable all the time yeah it was so happy and it was cool strawberries him like the arguments about the clothes about i'm going to this shop in the town to get this outfit or gotta have neighbors over like just show me this like slice of life that you don't get in the game they live they lived a full and happy life like 15 they died of old age and they both died happier it was an incredible episode because it, they met each other than they would have were they not in this zombie apocalypse. It was an amazing episode. Yeah, the food, the piano, the strawberry. You're just like, man, this is. I want to. I want more. <laughs> yeah, the fighting, like the things they argued the painting, about. The uh, reveal that, like, when Joel and and Tess came over. Yeah, that, that how good was that? <laughs> that that was such like an earned scene as well. Like you're like, oh. This is the last of us. That's right. Like I forgot until I saw them eating with them. And it confirms that like Joel and Tess were more than just acquaintances. Yeah, they're like um, a romantic couple. Well, I, I, you know, who knows what they are when at, like when we meet them at the beginning of this series. But Well, she hugs him in bed. Right. So I think we can allude to like, you know, they're both probably just... I'd hug you in bed. Yeah, you would. That you'd be my post-apocalyptic lover. Um, yeah, but I thought this was a, like a really cool episode. Yeah, I, I, I loved it. That's th- I remember telling you early on, I was like... Three is an amazing standout. And I think it was because at that point I was watching it very one-to-one. I was like, ah, this is when this happens. This is when this happens. But such a great detour. I saw our friend Alexi upset at the choice of song. Yeah, because uh, it's been used. Uh, the Max Richter, like, it was just that, like, a uh, song. Uh, y- you would know it. It's in a few films. Yeah, I didn't recognize it at all. So, I've, Well, the other thing is, like, it's a piece of classical music. I think, well, it's like modern classic. And I think that's, you know, you can. Yeah, yeah. I think sometimes when something isn't better than like the source, just use the source. Sure. For me, it didn't detract the moment at all. In fact, I love that piece of music. It's amazing in Arrival. Oh, same one from that. Yeah. Yeah, right. But it wasn't even written for Arrival. It was a piece of music that uh, they used that's not by the composer of Arrival. Right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I guess uh, sometimes that song can make you hate it or something. (laughs) I mean, I guess if all you do is watch movies, then you've got to have a much bigger... Uh, like exam- much a list of song? examples of like seeing that song used in scenes. Sure, I guess I'm like that about some of the rock songs. I mean, there was a, there was a rock song used in this one that I was like, which one was it? Uh, I can't remember, remember, but I was just like, oh, okay, odd choice. Yeah, whenever I hear songs in like a fictional world, I'm like, is this because the writer really likes this, or the director, or is it because this is the only thing they could get rights for? Well, you know, I, I, I often will think like, well, I couldn't play this out if, well, while DJing, but if I ever make a movie, I'd love to put this as like the opening credit song. Oh like, yeah, I've got yeah. lots of those. But um, I but I think the like like the Depeche Mode song was was a stand like an inspired stand. Yeah, it comes back to I think. But I can't remember what the what the song was this time that, that I was kind of like, okay, that's a this week. Yeah, I think it was like, was it one of the songs that Joel and Ellie listened to in the car or did they only listen to Linda Warren's Dan? I think they only, oh, you know what? It was like a Hank Williams one. No, it was a different, there's another one, some piece of shit, like rock, like shitty rock song. Oh, I can't remember. 
Like the doors or something. <laughs> I bet they might have even had the riots when I watched it. Right. Um, so you do uh, three in verdict. Yeah, killer. Um, I mean, and also just in general, like I, I, I heard mixed things about the second episode. Oh, really? Um, just like you know th- that it felt like a bit more like by the numbers HBO show after how good the first episode was. Sure. But I really enjoyed that too, especially Same here. especially the stuff set in Indonesia. I love. Dude, how good was that cold open? All the all the expanding the world yeah. stuff, like literally expanding like the world outside of the America America that we yeah. in. Yeah. That 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 scene was so good. The autopsy. People like. So angry about like the geography of uh, Boston. Boston. <laughs> like, I, everyone knows Boston's fake anyway. Exactly. It's not ben real. Ben Affleck and Matt Damon. Not just thinking, the, like, Isn't that just where they said The Departed? I thought it was a fake. They city. threw some threw some tea in the I water. It was like Gotham and uh, Metropolis. They just invented it for Martin Scorsese's The Departed. Yeah. And uh, Ben Affleck's The Town. Um, hold on, we go. Oh, dude, it was in the white room. Da, da, Who da, sings da. that? Um, it's fucking. Uh, What's the song? In the White Room. Cream. It's a Cream song. Oh, it's a fucking Eric yeah. Clapton. Yeah, yeah, Eric Clapton. <clears throat> um, it was uh, it's a song that Bill is listening to when Frank trips the ar- alarm. Oh, that, okay, now I remember. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Because he's yeah. literally in a white room. Yeah, you, I you thought you meant it? Joel and Ellie in the car, so I was thinking to that, but that was like Hank Williams, and maybe that's another episode later. Right. They yeah. play like an old Hank Williams. There was a Hank Williams song in the game too, I think. Sure. Um, but, yeah, that yeah. comes back in it. But like, yeah, being in a room. While a song called Room like, It felt a bit Suicide Squad uh, to me Siri what's a, a Songs about white rooms <laughs> Yeah uh, how, how good's Pedro Pascal well, How good are both leads They're, they're excellent they're And I really enjoyed Tess's um, actor she's, as well Yeah she's great Australian I did think that Actually thinking of like Slightly trite moments The like Trying to flick the The lighter Oh, the end I, of the second I, episode. I thought that was a bit stupid. Like, I can't really remember it. Just, it just went on for way too long. Like, I, I just whatever happened, I just saw it as like her body literally like just becoming part of the hive because she'd been bitten for a while. I've um, I've been growing, I've been tending to my bonsai plants this week, and uh, they've been because like the key to like making those motherfuckers grow sometimes is you starve them of water well, and they treat start, them in, keep them clean. exactly. Then then they start growing roots, more roots out, and oh, it makes sure. it look, looks cooler. Um, don't worry. In, in these hot in these hot days, we are feeding it quite a lot of water. But um, those the tendrils that grow out from it. The oh roots, yeah, looks a little bit like uh, Last cordyceps. Of Us. Cordyceps, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I'm the the show just got greenlit for season two officially, as you probably saw. This of week. course, it's going to happen. You know, it's the second highest ever watched like debut since like yeah. since HBO Max. I think I, it was right. And maybe like even the second episode was like the most watched HBO second episode, which is such a funny. Yardstick, maybe in like thirty years or but something. But it's doing really, really well, like critically and yeah. viewership. So, I honestly think we're going to get at least two more seasons. And I think my wish is, but then this is catering too much for the game. People who play the game, I would love season two, Ellie's side, and then season three, Abby's side. But I have a feeling that I would have to maybe do both so the audience is on board because they've had a. <laughs> Market research. I, I think, releasing- dude, but, I, but the people that are, that complained about the game aren't watching the show. No, they're not. They're checked out. Yeah. Um, and I think that like the success of this show, the biggest risk is, um, I reckon Druckmann leaves the, ga- the game studio. No, to just keep r- working as showrunner and, and writer of this show. Yeah, and, I, and, I, and I see that pro- happening. I, I see the audio there, there won't and be Sony a, just like expanding. There and won't like, be a Last of Us. 
three. Well, he commented on that this week. Oh, really? Uh, he said there's no plans as of yet. He's like, two ends on a perfect note. It and really does. He's like, unless, he's like, we're in absolutely no rush. If the story ever comes, it could be two years, it could be five years, we might explore it then. But he essentially just said it's, it ended so well. And he's like, that's why we, you know, Uncharted 4 was one of the highest selling games on PlayStation ever. But we're, we're done with Nathan Drake. Like that's just because, like, wait, he basically used the, what happened with Uncharted as to why they're not rushing Last of Us 3. He's like, the story has to serve it. And he's like, we ended literally on like, nothing is more powerful than love. And it's almost, exactly. Message. And, and like, it's, it's almost like doing the two games a disservice if you continue a story where you have to fight and kill people. Yeah. And he kind of basically said that. He's like, yeah. the, the, you know, the end of it's kind of like love, Trump's all and like you can't be fighting forever and he's like if we can beat that we'll do it but, but yeah. we won't so man I, if they never do another Last of Us like mainline story but the other thing is Last of Us other stories like they did with the um, Uncharted Lost Legacies yeah like you know which some I don't levels think did with, well though but, uh, but like how good would it be I love that though Lost like, Legacy is so good like some some uh, little games with like Abby and Lev or something or just different factions however they're, they're going to be releasing the Last of Us online huge factions thing <clears throat> yeah. so like in a way if that is a success and fuck if this trailer is like sorry if this season of tv is essentially a trailer for that game for mainstream audiences like they don't have to make a last of us part three series is not tainted uh but they look they they didn't even rush that they waited nine years to release that remember something like yeah we'll get last of us two remastered <laughs> Honestly, or Last of Us 1 remastered with um, Pedro Pascal and Bella Ramsey patches. Oh, yeah, skins. Yeah, yeah, great. Uh, I'm trying to think. No, no one yet has appeared in the game. I think in the next few episodes, as I told you, Ellie's voice actor. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Troy Baker and... Um, fuck, what's his brother called again? Uh, Joel and Mike? No. I can't remember. It's something... And his brother. Some All-American They're all... Um, Tommy. Tommy, of course. Tommy's voice actors in this show as well. Yeah. And they all have speaking roles. But it's cool seeing Ellie's... She has... Because she's obviously grown. She's like a woman now. She's not a teenager. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's cool seeing her. Um, and she has like quite a pivotal role. Like, not a big one, but something that's like, you know... Actually, I think it's already out there on the internet. I'm not going to say it. But if you want to have a look who she is, you can have a look. I remember when first playing The Last of Us, even the lead up to it. Like, it seemed so obvious that they used Elliot Page's body yeah. as like a... As like a, a basis. Yeah. And then I think it changed more when the concept art came out. Like, I think the original concept art and poster, it was like basically one-to-one. And then they also made, um, she, uh, he was uh, the star of that, what was the, the weird David Cage? What, oh. Like, D- Detroit? Human? No, one before that. The one in Beyond. between Heavy Rain. Beyond Two yeah, Souls. Yeah, Beyond Two Souls, where yeah. you're like, two, yeah, yeah. yeah. David Cage weird- is fucking crazy. Yeah, I can't believe he's making a Star Wars game. As if that's happening. Even like women directors making Star Wars movies, they don't happen. There's no way this game's happening. I don't think it's happening. Star Wars. Star Wars, I get, hey. They, uh, they delayed a uh, thing over a couple months? Uh, I think one month. One month. Yeah. Let, they're letting it cook. Half a couple. I um. However, I do like when a developer says, hey, this game, uh, we're cooking still. Just wait. That's, yeah. That's kind of one of the best messages. Unless it's cyberpunk. Let us cook. Unless it's... um. What's that red CD project red? Yeah, I, I feel like everyone's already forgiven them. Well, they essentially they because re- of the anime, the anime, and they re re released The Witcher Three, essentially remastered, but they've called it a patch. That's right. So they're like, hey, here's the game you actually all liked, 
and it's yep. like had a complete graphical overhaul. All's forgiven. All's forgiven in love and war. They're Polish. There's something like that, aren't they? I reckon they're Polish. Yeah. They need a little bit more Polish on their game, if you ask me, before they release it. So that went off for you. <laughs> Thank you. You set them up? I hit them out of the park. <laughs> uh, yeah, Love and Last of Us. Can't wait. I'll probably start tuning in from uh, halfway through. Oh, yeah, that's what I was about to say. We're about to have concurrent Pedro, Pedro Pascal as fa- uh, adoptive father figure series because Mandalorian is back in one month today. Whoa. So we're going to have... Wait, and how long until Ant-Man and the Wasp? Um, Come mania I don't know I think it's like Feb 16th It's like two that's weeks two, that's away That's fucked up Yeah I, I don't want I like living in the when you, <laughs> when, when you don't have MCU things to watch I mean this is one of the longest times I know it's been great Because the last two years It was a TV show would end And then one would start Yeah But 16th of February You're right Yeah The break between I think Wakanda Forever Is now on Disney Plus So if you guys ever want to relive Um uh, Martin Freeman jogging in the forest, listening to Red Hot Chili Peppers. I, I have uh, I saw a, an image on Twitter of um, all of the Martin Freeman's characters. Oh, yeah, the toys just Agent Ross sitting there. Like they're like Marvel Legends action figures, and they're like you know in the like the seventy five percent off uh, yeah. bin. They're, they're, they're the new ET. And, and I tried really hard to find one for us at that price, but they're all like fifty bucks. That's so ridiculous. Not, not even Martin Freeman's for, paying yeah, fifty yeah, yeah. bucks. Fine. Oh, speaking of gifts, I have something for you. Oh, cool. Um, he's I, reaching into the, his pocket. I was at a store today, a Japanese store, and I don't know what this is. But it was in the candy section. I thought it was two of, two of your favorite things. <laughs> well, one of your favorite things I'm canceling not, I'm not, out. I'm not even allowed to eat candy at the moment because I'm dieting. But well, it's uh, the official light year uh, Japanese candy. And it comes with... It looks like, like there's a toy in there. That's why I got Yeah, so it. these are sick. When they're not light year themed, these, well, these candies rule. Because you get like... They're pretty much like um, high chews. Oh, like sick. Like those very, yeah, yeah, very yeah. chewy, juicy fruit candies. And then you get like this little box that has like a toy or... A, crack that shit open. I, I got a Demon Slayer one and it had like washi tape inside it. Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah. But this is uh, yeah my favorite anime, Buzz Lightyear. <laughs> I just saw it sitting there and it was like the Agent Ross. I'm so glad you said that. No one was buying it. And I was like, I know who I'm getting that for. All right. Um, I crack it open. Look at this. Award-winning movie now streaming. What did it win? Wakanda Forever. Well, yeah, it hasn't even been awards for it to win yet. Okay, the character I got is... I don't fucking remember that guy's name. <laughs> That's so funny. There's a key. Oh, that's Taika Waititi. Oh my god, Taika Waititi's <laughs> character from Lightyear, isn't he? I, he? I now have a keychain. Taika Waititi. That's so good. I actually couldn't have made that better. I'm gonna have uh, George Clooney's character from Tomorrowland action figure wear this as a as a as a your two favorite Disney characters. As a necklace. Yeah. My two favorite Disney princesses. Yeah. <laughs> George Clooney from Tomorrowland and Taika Waititi. I'm pretty sure he's gay in it too, or something, right? I think he, oh, might, no. just, he might just have two dads. Oh yeah, sorry. That's the wrong wrong um franchise. But speaking of franchises, this is how you can watch it in a uh, IMAX mode. Yeah, I don't think I ever need to watch Wakanda Forever again. I'll never watch this again. Two hours and 43 minutes. That's a long time. It seemed a lot longer too. It's just embarrassing watching this in a post-Avatar 2 world where the water <laughs> fights are just like... Like the blue people, like, it essentially was like the warm-up to Avatar. I'm going to break my diet and eat one of these. No, you know what? It's going to be a reward. Unless you hey, want man, one right now. Do you want one? It's your present. You suit yourself. Okay. This is uh, If you want to... Uh, you know, I've I, I just warned you. Maybe Buzz Lightyear related should not like Lightyear Pixar movie should not be the uh, reward. That's for you. very true. Yeah, yeah, it might be the most disappointing <laughs> thing. I mean, you might shoot yourself. Um, had I when I picked them up too, I also thought, wouldn't it be great? And I'm pretty sure I've said this before. So sorry. I was just like, it'd be, it'd be so funny if Lightyear is the only bit of Pixar media that 
Archie loves and engages with and refuses to watch Toy Story. And how devastating would that be for you? Oh, man. And you're like, just watch Toy Story. And he's like, I can't. He's just like, I'm really into Lightyear. Like, how, how much would that suck? Can you like? At least he just blanket hates all movies. So, yeah, yeah, at least you, there's no chance of <laughs> yeah. that happening. I might incept him and start talking about plot elements from Lightyear and be like, oh, have you ever thought about like if you were, uh, I don't know, just kept for some reason like flying around the planet, everyone would age? I don't even remember what the plot is. At the start, he had no idea what the plot was. Like, he just, just starts like flying heaps and then he comes back and he's like, well, you're all old. <laughs> On the dullest looking planet I've ever seen. It looks like Tatooine and Dune. Yeah. Like, it was just like, it's fine for those movies. And the cat. Yeah. The cat was like the saving grace, and that's not saying much. I don't think anything saved that movie for me. I hated that the movie. The credits. Yeah. How, old, how long was that movie? Two hours, 43 minutes? I reckon it was like just shy of two hours. Yeah. Probably, yeah. It was horrible, man. Uh, speaking of cinematic universes, should we crack open the. Uh, I think we should hear a quick word from our sponsor and then get into the DC announcements. DCU. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. All right, so... It's been I mean, a long time coming. We, this podcast was kind of started around the same time we were told there would be a, you know, a DC cinematic universe. All right, without thinking back to, without like looking back at it, the first episode of Hey Fam, we talk about Jared Leto being cast as the Joker. Batman v Superman. Talk about, because neither of them had come out yet, which is yeah. fucking crazy. Force Awakens. I guess there's some Star Wars shit. And then maybe I talk about like a comic book or something. Yeah. Maybe. No one needs to go back and check that. That's it. That's it for the first 500 episodes. <laughs> but this, it's pretty funny. In the span of that time, we've seen the implosion and the, what is now, I guess, the rebirth of that IP. But I mean, I want to know what is being reborn though. Like what we still like. So James Gunn and the other guy who was mysteriously absent from the announcement. Today, Kevin Feige. <laughs> He's secretly Kevin Feige and he's going to reveal at the end. He's going to be like, suckers, I'm running the whole thing. Yeah, yeah. He's like Palpatine during the Clone Wars. You know, he's like Palpatine, but he's also Darth Sidious and they're fighting the... He's going to be doing that. 
Um, my, my curiosity got the better best of me. Um, for our very first episode, we slap on a few classic Entourage apps and talk about the new season of True, De- True Detective. Oh, True Detective. Our reservations regarding the upcoming Suicide Squad movie, the emotional roller coaster that is being a Nintendo fan, and our favorite lines, aka every single line, in The Rock's new HBO sitcom, Ballers. That rules. It's fine. I mean, that's, that's kind of, yeah, what we do now. So it's so funny. True Detective and Ballers gets like mentioned in every one of our episode descriptions. That rules. True Detective too. We're we're, we're almost encroaching ten years since it came out, right? Yeah, fuck, crazy. I can't wait for a revisit. Yeah, wow. This podcast started in 2015. We're, what should we do for our ten year anniversary? I'll get a vasectomy, and <laughs> you get yours reversed. Perfect. Um. So yeah, we had our uh, DC James. James Gunn, I keep going to call him James Cameron, but he's not that successful. Timothy Gunn. Oh, also speaking of James Cameron, I think Way of Water moved up two spots since the last. Oh, yeah. so It's it, now the fourth highest grossing so movie. Beat, Star Wars. It beat uh, Infinity War and, and, and Force, Force Awakens. And Force Awakens. So now it has to beat Titanic, which is, you know, doesn't really matter because basically out of the top four movies, oh I think $6 billion he's responsible for. So does it, go, does it now go? It goes against Titanic and then it goes Endgame and then Avatar 1. <laughs> It's so good. How funny is that? If it somehow bumped but took it, took Titanic with it. Yeah, and so he had the top three. Yeah, yeah. Dude, he's responsible for so much. So much money. Just let him cook. You know what I mean? Like this is what happens when you let a dude cook. It rules. So I just really want Endgame to get taken down. If all three highest-grossing movies are James Cameron. Yeah, I remember like when 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 it was like knocking down. Those like Titanic and, and Avatar I was like good And now I feel embarrassed to have thought that That's okay It's better to feel embarrassed than to feel the same Yeah okay It's what I was thinking about it a lot I'm just like James Cameron is like the most profitable filmmaker ever It's insane Things I don't really love any of those movies but either They're just but like just, heaters Yeah Terminator 2 Classic Aliens Yeah well, if that was in the top three It'd be a different story But I mean like he, all of his movies but, but Terminator 2 I'm pretty sure was like one of the highest grossing movies until this list Sure Aliens, one of probably the best sequels still of all time. No, Terminator 2. But only to be outdone once again yeah. <laughs> by himself. Yeah. Um, nothing but heaters. I mean, The Abyss and True Lies didn't like, set the world on fire money-wise, especially The Abyss. True Lies made a lot of money. I think at the time, it was the most expensive I reckon True made. Lies would probably be the weirdest one to go back to. Yeah, absolutely. It feels like one that's like less him yeah. than anything. But then follows up True Lies with Titanic A1, A2. Just crazy shit. And, and who knows what's next? It could, it, could, it could literally be anything. It could be Titanic 2. All be. I know is that there's going to be one actor who's not starring in it. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, maybe James is now going, get get him in. Let <laughs> him, him cook. In. Let him cook. <laughs> uh, yeah. Not as successful a filmmaker. However, one of the, you know, someone who was responsible for what I think are the two of the strongest films in the year. 25 film Iron Man saga uh, James Gunn Mm -hmm. Is the Co-head of DCU And and the strongest movie In the uh, In the DCU In the failing DCU (laughs) In the failing DCU By far and above The the strongest film Suicides The Suicide Squad Yep Uh, James Gunn announced Uh you know, don't copy my homework Uh Kevin Feige-esque Phase 1 today In the form of Chapter 1 Yep He's calling it Gods and Monsters, which I think is one of the most DC things you could call it. <laughs> but once again, very, you know, I'm, 
I'm happy he's leaning into the DC-ness of it. This guy feels like a fan. Yeah, I agree. This guy I, feels like someone who cares about... That definitely comes through. Like, you know, he's it, this is someone who has read a shitload of DC comics and wants to prove it. I, I think they fumbled the bag a bit with this announcement. Just because out the gate, like, you know, with all of this people like waiting to hear what... What what his plans are? Soups us. Yeah, but like he, the first thing he announces is something that I, who I've like you know, and both of us, it's like a property I've never fucking heard of. What is it? The Creature Crusaders? Yeah, yeah. The fuck I, is that? Well, I guess he was going canonically. I don't know. I just you would have launched with Superman. Well, I mean, for me, this what what makes this announcement a little lackluster is that. We are living in a very different age for entertainment than we were three years ago, because Disney Plus kind of fucked everything. Um, I feel like that he wouldn't have to announce fucking six TV shows. He just would have been like, "Here are three movies." Well, and we would have been like, "Holy fuck!" Disney Plus didn't fuck everything. I think Marvel fucked everything. Like this announcement cannot be seen as anything but like a response to the overwhelming success of Marvel's interconnected. But that's good if they're competitive with. With like you know them announcing a slate of movies, yeah, which is all I ever wanted them to do. But I think they're just taking one step further because the games as well, which they didn't announce. Everything it's basically like going to be like Star Wars more so than Marvel in the sense of like every (laughs) bit of media going forward now is canonical. But it's just like when like the most like popular successful franchise that they're essentially you know copying, they can't even get their TV tie-ins right. Why are they announcing that? Like with why are we finding out about fucking creature chases? What are they called? Creature crusaders. Creature crusaders. It's the dumbest shit ever. I, I, pro- I, pro- I, I bet I end up loving it. But yeah. like, I mean, <clears throat> I, I, look, I'm gonna let them cook. Yeah, there, there was too many things, too many cooks spoil the broth. Well, it's a ten year plan. This all seemed like this was like the next couple of years. And also, Superman's sucks. not coming out till 2025. It and then sucks shit knowing that all those shit movies have to come out first. I know that that must be like, and you know, sorry for the colorful image, but this like, um, I'm delivering a stillborn baby. Fuck. That was no, not, it, I was not ready for that. Well, I, t- I warned you, but it, it, it is, it feels like that, doesn't it? Just like this heaving dead thing that you're like, well, got to get this out of the way so we can get the na- new one. <laughs> yeah, coming could get the live one. The live one's up there yeah. still. Uh, I look, I, I think unfortunately you're right. We do live in a world now where it is cross media, you know, uh, multi, and, and the fact that it's all the same universe, like I just feel like it's it's just tricky. You you can't as creatively minded as James Gunn is and plans to be. I just don't think you can control TV as much as you can movies. And like, I just like I don't know. This was not the like fuck yeah DC saved moment that that I, I think he was going. I for. think they knew that too, and I think that's why it wasn't announced like a um a big like a tech product yeah, yeah, yeah. like a. Uh, Kevin Feige announces yeah. his like slates like an iPhone. I'm looking forward to James Gunn ha- coming out on stage soon wearing a Creature Crusaders cap. Cap, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, do do we know? Does is he a guy who wears a a jacket, t-shirt, and and slacks? Y- yeah, hundred percent. He's like James 90, He's seventy seven percent of the way there. He's always yeah. wearing a t-shirt under the jacket. Uh, Actually, yeah, he was wearing like his t-shirt says something about Christmas in the video. Oh, did it? Yeah. Was it like the Guardians Christmas special? Maybe that'd be funny. Was he crossing the streams? <laughs> From the get-go, I was already confused because he said, I mean, look, we won't, I'm not going to play the video now, but at the start, he's like, we have four projects coming up. Mm-hmm. There is Shazam, which is already kind of its own thing, I think he said. 
which has been and great this week because Zachary fucking... Levi has just decided to uh, let Zachary everyone Levi. know what his thoughts are on Zachary vaccination. Levi. And guess, yeah. guess what they are? They're, they're, they're not the ones shared with most of the people. And it's also like, it's that real cowardly, like, I'm just saying. I, I'm like, Do you your know, own research. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Just, it's out there, guys. Like, hmm, I'm, and I, he, he shared like a, a bad story about Pfizer from 14 years ago. And like, look, I'm sure Pfizer are a fucking evil company. Of course for they sure. are. Big Pharma. Need I say more? But well, you starting to sound a little like Zachary Levi. <clears throat> yeah, man, I'm, I'm in Shazam too. Isn't that called Gods and Monsters too? Fury of the Gods. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> I won't be watching that unless it's for free. So we will be watching it. We're absolutely going to get an invite. Oh, of course we are. They need us. <laughs> uh, he said that's yeah, when's out, that then... coming out? Like the same week as Quantum Mania. I think so. And then he said, because uh, before he started cooking with the new stuff, he was warning us what was coming up. And then he said, warning us. Uh, the Flash is coming out. Which, he was like, before you get to the good too, stuff, here are a few projects you need to endure. Oh, totally. But it was so interesting because like, he even said like, oh, and the Flash is a complete reset of the DC. Like just spo- kind of like spoiling the ending or taking away. No, because that's always like, that's always been, like, I guess... But it's so funny. It's like, oh, so that, is that going to reset it so he introduces all your new shit? No. No, because then we still have... Blue Beetle, which he said is separate. And I guess he kind of hinted that, that if people like Blue Beetle, it can show up in the going forward DCU. And then he said, and then Aquaman too. But then he said, but then our chapter one starts. So I'm like, why even bother with Aquaman 2 and Blue Beetle if this... What's another six-month delay now, for The be- Flash? You but know, it's like, already yeah. messy now in the sense that like, they've said The Flash resets it. Then why are Aquaman and... Blue Beetle in a movie. You know what I mean? Like, if that's not part of... They're neither here in the old, but they're neither there in the new one. That's yeah. that's where I'm really confused. And, like, also saying, like, you know, when, when we have these projects that exist outside of the story we're trying to tell, we label them as... Elseworlds. Else- yeah, but I don't want, like, Elseworlds presents the Batman I don't think too. it will. Like, I think it would be, like, when the Batman came out. Can you imagine being like, Matt Reeves and having to, like, endure all this shit? He, he, he would say no. I, I One thing I will say, if we're going to do, like... And it let, maybe at the end we should compare like the current slate of Marvel and this. I'm loving the fact that from the get go they're like there can be stories that are told outside of this. It's not all in or not, you know. Yeah, I think that's really important. I think that's something that Marvel should honestly do. Well, I mean, and I guess they are with Morbius. And if you let all this bullshit exist outside of it, and then that bullshit does well, then you can comics book it, comic books it in the in the future. Like imagine how much more crazy a like you know. Um, multiverse event would be if if you have these very tonally, tonally different characters that are able to be a part of it for you know one moment. And yeah, but I, I I'm glad that they're not axed, and I'm very glad they're not folded into this, and therefore having to fit a mold. Like now, your movie must be like this. Yeah. Plus, like you know, the penguin thing, the penguin series is starting to shoot this week. I don't even know about that. What the fuck is that? The Penguin series of Colin Farrell. We're talking about this. The, so oh, that's actually happening? Holy yeah, shit. Yeah, it's shooting this week. I thought all that stuff was, was turfed. No, no, no. It was always happening. Wasn't there a bunch of like spin-offs of... There were a few, but the Penguin one's happening. Right. All the Reeve stuff is apparently still happening. Yeah, right. So Penguin's starting to shoot now. February sometime. Colin Farrell said like this week in one of his uh, awards, you know, pre-award show interviews. And they said it's set a week after the Batman. Yep. So him just uh, filling that void of power. Mm-hmm. But then, which brought us to uh, the after he said there will be Elseworlds, which is where Joker and the Batman can continue to do their things. Which, like, as we've said before, the Teen Titans Go, he mentioned as well. Teen Titans right? Go, which, yep. yeah, the goats. Teen Titan Goats. But, like, again, 
the Batman as a character and IP is so much bigger to mainstream audiences than anything in DC that like it serves if we can have two Spider-Man cinematic Spider-Man mm-hmm. which we do at the moment with Miles Morales yep. and it, like it, it, we can have two Batman easily because his career you know we're getting with the Batman we're getting very young Bruce Wayne and we'll, we'll jump to it in a second but the Batman they're introducing the DCU is not that person at all yep which is, I think, is fantastic, and again highlights like what we love about Batman so, is the variety. But the big first project, Creature McK- Commandos, Creature Commandos. Uh, One thing that he said, and this is funny because we all know this didn't happen with Marvel in their What If. They said that uh, all voice actors will also be the people who portray them in real life stuff in the live action. Yeah, that's right. So he'll, he'll like introduce a character in the cartoons, and then maybe bring the well, they if they are in the live action, that'll yeah. be like the same voice actor. So this is a seven episode animated series written by Gunn. It's already in production. I guarantee you, he started writing this way before he was in charge of this. I reckon this would have been fresh off of the Suicide Squad. Originally, a team of classic monsters assembled to fight Nazis. This is a modern take on the concept. The voice actors have yet to be cast, but the executives are looking to find people who can voice them. Uh, the other series next was... Um, well, no, so oh. th- I, I got more details on it. Shit. Um, Am- who- Amanda Waller is in the series. Oh, she's in Creature. She forms another super team out of monstrous prisoners. Of course, okay. Which then leads us to... So this is very much like yeah, the Suicide Squad universe, teaming up, like, which is cr- hilarious because it still ties into the first... That first hit. Well, he did say we will be reusing some actors, which I guess is what Marvel are doing at the moment. But like, I mean, as in like, it still ties into the David Ayer movie. Yeah, Amanda Waller survived all three. So yeah. Viola Davis has survived all three. And I reckon, that, I reckon that means Harley is still going to be... I do Margot too. too. There are some people... and. Th- you know, that's what as if you could recast Matt Murdock, as if you can recast King. Yeah, King. Yeah, yeah. Like sometimes, in, and as we saw with um, you know, Far From Home, and then obviously Homecoming, there's kind of only one person who can play J. Jonah Jameson. I can't wait for like in in a future, probably in Ant Man and Wasp, Quantumania, they're going to be um out the front of like a, an office, and they can't get into the door, and then they go, damn it, I wish someone could. Had have have the super strength to just punch the lock of of this door so we could get into it. And then Jessica Jones shows up. It's, it's going to happen. Well, that was her only superpower. She could just punch, just punch doors. doors open. Yeah, yeah. I mean, shit. That's maybe how they get out of the quantum realm. Uh, well, then, after that, we have Waller, which is a spin-off of Gunn's own HBO Max hit series, Peacemaker. Viola Davis will return as a ruthless and morally ambiguous head of the government task force. It's being written by Crystal Henry, who wrote the new Watchmen series, which mm-hmm. was great. And Jeremy Jeremy Carver, the, the creator of the Doom Patrol TV series, and, so uh, and previously of Supernatural as well. And of Supernatural, so yeah. this is a live action. I mean, already to me, this sounds like a sorry uh, Viola and sorry guy whose show we've axed. Uh, here's a show. Do you think Peacemaker's been axed? I reckon it'll be part of this because it says that yeah, it show will, the show will feature Team Peacemaker. I reckon this will be like a continuation of Peacemaker because Peacemaker for all like I still haven't watched it, but. Again, critically and... Yeah, people really like it. I've got, to, I've got to watch that. Yeah. Um, John Cena's in Australia at the moment. Oh, sick. Did you know that? He, no. my, my friend Josh Nyland uh, cooked him a dinner. What's he, what is he cooking? Fish. Hell yeah. And big chilling ice cream. That rules. <laughs> uh, and then that... Lit, so we've got two... That, that's two television series. We then have our first film, which is called Superman Legacy. Uh, the movie featuring the Man of Steel that Gunn is writing and may direct, although no commitments on that end have been made. While the two previous titles are meant to be aperitifs in Saffron's words, Superman is the true kickoff of the duo's DCU plans. It is not an origin story, Saffron said. It focuses on Superman, 
balancing his Kryptonian heritage with his human upbringing. He is the embodiment of truth, justice, and the American way. He is kindness in a world that thinks kindness is old-fashioned. So that's that's, the, that's coming twenty twenty five. The fucking polar opposite of how you would describe the Man of Steel. The Man of Steel, which yep. is very good. Like it, it sounds like All Star Superman. It sounds like all those great Superman books that get what Superman's about. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And he even used the the reason why I brought up All Star Superman is because he used Frank Quietly's artwork, like the first issue, as when he was announcing this in his thing. Of course, that's right. Yeah, that's so, fantastic. Yeah, yeah. I mean, his head on his already person, yeah. this. If I'm ranking it to the DC EU, it's his head and shoulders better. I mean, and you need to start with Superman. I'm so glad they're not like pussyfooting around and waiting later for that. Like, you need to. Yeah. And if you get someone young, which is the plan. Set it through their eyes, like this whole, and and you don't kill him in his second film, which, and also you don't have him kill someone in at the you end don't have of him his kill first film. This, but how how wild is it going to be if like he doesn't get killed in the second film? Also, what's amazing, the second movie isn't about him fighting Batman, who hasn't been established yet in this universe, which is crazy. That's fucking wild. But what if what if someone's branding criminals with the bat symbol? I mean, how do you know it's Batman? Yeah, it's true. Um. What, that's the first project of this rank where and I'm so like, yeah. okay, finally, that's going to be 12 years after the last Superman film, but 30 years since the last time we got a film that featured someone who resembled Superman. Yeah, it's cool that James Gunn is the writer. I wonder who's going to direct it. Yeah, I mean, I remember years ago, one of the early names being thrown around was... Um, Kevin Smith. Big Case, KS. No, uh... George, what if Superman George smoked Miller. weed, man? George Miller was being thrown around for a sequel to Man of Steel. Oh, really? Yeah. Even after Justice League? Years after Justice League. Yeah. Like, this is, is like five years ago. I've, yeah. When, I've, you, did you read that big new um, article that someone wrote like about his Justice League movie? How recent? Oh, maybe like three years ago? Yeah. Sorry, yeah, the yeah, way yeah, you said yeah, it, I yeah. thought you meant like it was a hot new thing that dropped. Yeah, yeah of course I did. Definitely a pandemic read. Yeah, yeah, one of those Pando It was before Army Hammer started eating people. Yeah, he, he took the heat off George Miller. <laughs> uh, so, th- I don't know. I'm very excited by that. I yeah, no, a, absolutely. I wonder, yeah. It would be nice to have a Superman movie where he's Superman. And the best thing about it, I'm reading here in the fine print, it doesn't mention Black Adam anywhere, which is I find really crazy. Interesting. It's insane that like Hierarchy. that man just employed it. Imploded. Well, it's so James stupid. Must love there him. is nothing dumber than Black Adam coming out fucking three months or four months before... Shazam 2 Two characters that are Historically linked. linked Exactly And neither of them Are in each other's movie Because Rock doesn't want it So stupid. I reckon it has to do With the Rock um, Saying he never loses fights He's a dumbass man He sucks yeah. He's lost so much Of uh, HeyFam stock Yeah He's plummeting But in a way He's James Gunn's Favourite person Because he like helped it, he made it very easy for like people to go along with the implosion of that universe. How many angry burpees do you think The Rock did after watching James Gunn's press conference today? I reckon he fired a lot of people. Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, after that. So, that's July 2025. He that's set like, fire to a lot of his tequila. Oh, it's it's burning. Uh, that's th- more than three years away. So, like, that's what I mean. Oh, this is... I know you don't drink, but would you consider not... Mark Wahlberg's... Well, no, what if we buy all the celebrity tequilas? Oh, I'll do a blind taste test challenge, go live. Because you've got The Rock. Yeah. You've got Mark, Mark Wahlberg. Wahlberg. You've got George Clooney. Yeah, I would have to. I'll Who- drink again. It's almost two years. Okay, there's Pay Fam tonight's going to be about celebrity tequilas. Yeah, absolutely. Well, we haven't got them here. I want to do it. Yeah. A test review. Uh, up next, we have Lanterns, another TV series. Oh, this is the one where I was like, I kind of wish this was a, a movie. 
Well, the, when they threw the word in true detective, I was like, make it a series. Uh, it's a series called Lanterns. It is Greg Berlanti's Long in the Works Green Lanterns TV series. I guess that that's someone... Oh, wait. It, it, it has been scrapped. Uh, and Gunn and Saffron part away was a long time DC. Okay. In, so there's a series that was being gestating for years about Green Lanterns. I think it was called Green Lantern Core at one point. Right. Uh, but in its place would be a new take on the space cops with powerings. Our vision for this is very much in the vein of True Detectives, uh, Saffron described. It's terrestrial based. It will feature prominent Lantern heroes, Hal Jordan and John Stewart. Already I dig that because for years it was, who's going to be the Lantern in this new one? It's like, have both. Here you go. Yeah. Uh, it's one of the most important shows they have in development. This plays a really big role leading into the main story we're telling across like this first chapter. I, I'm down for a, TV, a, a, a detective show with two Green Lanterns. Yeah, no, I, I am down with it. I just reckon like it would be cool for them to do a good Green Lantern movie. I don't think they'll ever make one. Yeah. <laughs> you can blame our Deadpool for that. Yep. Then we have The Authority, which I thought this is something I, I, I was into because I'd never heard of it. Oh, really? You've never heard of The Authority? Well, I heard of Wildstorm, but I wasn't like really aware of this team or anything. Uh, the Authority, a movie based on a team of superheroes with rather extreme methods of protecting the planet that first originated in the late 90s under the imprint known as Wildstorm, run by artist and now head of DC publishing, Jim Lee. One of the things of the DCU is that it's not just a story of heroes and villains, said Gunn. Not every film and TV show is going to be about good guys versus bad guys. Added Saffron, they're kind of like Jack Nicholson and a few good men. <laughs> They know what you want them on. They know that you want them on the wall, or at least they believe that. I mean, that sounds interesting. Yeah, this, I mean, look, the, the the series is is great. It's like it's a, it's a great read. It's called uh, the Authority. The Authority, cool. yeah. So that that well, unfortunately like written by Warren Ellis, um, who has many allegations. That I mean, are, yeah, he's a dirt, sure, um, dirt bag. Probably some of the names we're reading here will probably come out soon because yeah. uh, we're in a, we're in a season of comic book authors having their comeuppance. That looks like it's a film, doesn't it? Yeah, it's a film. So that's the second yeah. film. Whereas that that makes way more sense, especially like coming on the heels of like The Boys and even Peacemaker. Yes. I, I thought it would make sense to make The Authority. I feel like there, there's way more to explore over the course of like a, like a, a series. series, whereas a, 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 a murder mystery lantern movie. I, I think it's great that yeah. we're getting Authority way... Like there's no mention of Justice League in this chapter, which I think is fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. I think that that's just cool because it's like, I think that the, the words justice and league are, are probably soured in the like general audience. Yeah, general I public. think it's definitely cool that they don't forget that Wildstorm is an mm. insane catalog of, of characters and comics that they also own. But I think, I don't know, I don't know if this, this would be like one of the first things I'd announce. Well, yeah, I mean, it's very I James like, Gunn. I guess because, you know what, it's because there's been so many dog shit TV series yeah. that were outside of the, the canon. So, you know... We've already had a Doom Patrol series. Oh, we've had no Doom Patrol. Watched. We've had Titans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Plus, I think it's like James Gunn just being like, "I like these things." That's true. Yeah, that definitely feels like that. Um. All right. Well, look. Let's continue this. We'll Please. go through the rest of the list in the next episode called PayFam. If you're wondering what the hell are they talking about, I'm listening next week, and these goons aren't even talking about this shit anymore. They've moved on. Angus is drunk. They're drinking tequila. Yeah. What the fuck is going on? Uh, no, every week we record some say better. I do episode of Hey Fam. We call it Pay Fam. Why? Because you pay to hear it. It costs five dollars a month. It doesn't cost anything more. It can, but you don't have to. You yeah, it's the, the only minimum. streaming service that has stayed the same price since its inception. That's true. That's true. Except for and James Cameron's, which is free, and he sees every night. Remember what? Remember James Cameron in that interview said uh, he he has a streaming service and uh, it doesn't cost shit. It's his imagination. That's right. <laughs> PayFam is currently 
<laughs> Currently the only streaming service outside of James Cameron's imagination that that's has so not funny. gone. That's such a flex. It's so rude. But yeah, I came up with Terminator 2 and Avatar by just thinking about it. What? <laughs> like, didn't cost me a thing. Didn't cost me shit except my five wives. Um, yeah, you just jump on there. Uh, Patreon.com slash payfam. As we always say, it's the start of the month. Get hey, in there. Slash heyfam. Slash heyfam. It's the start of the month. You get in there now. You get access to every episode we've ever done. You get access to our Discord, which, uh, you know what? The DC channel was popping off today. The Discord is a great space for uh, usually legal activity. There may be sharing of content, which is hard to see in other places. Another very good streaming service. Another very good streaming might, service. Might exist within our Discord. Yeah, which I'm trying to uh, get people cracking on there. Yep. Uh, if you know more about uh, setting up a server that people around the world can... Uh, Access for a small fee. Let us know. Join the PayFam uh, Discord and let us know because we can. Uh, Angus's imagination is what we're talking about. It costs nothing. A server, a server to access for everyone. Access to Angus's imagination. Yeah, my chapter. It's called Gods and Monsters. My first chapter of <laughs> imagination. And uh, boy, are my arms tired. Well, we'll see you there, uh, James Gunn. If you're listening, welcome to the show. Thanks for listening, James Gunn. Thanks for listening. Um, James come, come, come listen to PayFam. It's only five dollars a month, and you must be rich as hell right now. Get it, get it. Get in here, gun. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's stamps.com, code PROGRAM.